The cars are. My dad worked for GM. Detroit is just a vacuum of, of, of dumb. Let's do a little role play like we do. You're not the kind where I'm the pool guy. I'm though. in. Yeah, no. Oh, no. I think I've already dropped three expletives, and we're not 30 seconds in. I should get to have a parrot if I also have to have a hook or an iPad. It's yeah. an automotive show here. Let's move on. Here's the Carzar. Hey, welcome to the Carzar Show, the Carzar Podcast. We are happy to have you be a part of it today. A quick view at what's happening automotively in these unprecedented times. I, like you, and I've been in the news business for 25 years, thought I had pretty much seen everything. Thought I had pretty much the ability to deal with everything. I've seen things that I never want to see again. I've seen and done stories I would love to do again. This day-to-day evolution of both political unrest, coronavirus, COVID, fear, an economy that is absolutely unpredictable day to day, unprecedented unemployment, an unprecedented sense of sadness. 85% of all Americans, 85% of us in a recent survey said that we were genuinely unhappy with the way the country was going, and we were genuinely unhappy with what's happening to us right now. That's 85% of us. Those are wartime numbers. Those are depression era type numbers. How has it hit home automotively? Well, I can tell you, it has. So let's talk about it real quick and get you up to speed. The Ford Motor Company is now embroiled in a big time dispute internally. Why is that? Well, it seems that over 100 Employees at Ford have written individual letters and complaints and called them internal threats to the senior executive team at Ford, including Vice Chairman Bill Ford, who carries the name, demanding that Ford stop building police cars. We'll get to why in a second. For context, Ford builds two-thirds of all police cars used in this country. Forever and ever and ever, for as long back as I can remember, I mean, before that it was the Chevy Caprice, but that goes back to the early 80s, it was the Crown Victoria. That was the default police car, right? And it was less than a decade ago that there was a huge sort of wave of, of change in this country, and a modified Ford Explorer SUV became the default police car for police departments in the United States. They run a separate line. This isn't the Ford Explorer you buy in the dealership. It's a modified one. A lot of the stuff they do to the police cars is um, secret. I mean, they don't want the bad guys knowing what the top speed limit is on those cars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it is a, a unique addition of the Explorer. And now a lot of people, both inside and outside of the company are calling on Ford to stop building police cars. And if you don't think it's a big deal, you really should because even Bill Ford himself, William Clay Ford said, as a response to these complaints, both internally and externally to the company, quote, this company, meaning Ford, can, quote, not turn a blind eye to systemic racism. That was sort of a broad response to the criticism that Ford should not be in the business of building police cars. 
Employees are now calling on ex executives, not every employee, not every employee, but enough employees who have enough power within the company are calling on executives to, quote, cease immediately the production and sale of all police vehicles and products. Should Ford stop? I fully support Black Lives Matter, and I think Black Lives Matter, and the peaceful protest of anybody who wants to reinforce that message is my brother or sister. But what the fuck does Ford have to do with this in terms of building police cars? What? So let me just say that, with the aforementioned being the context. Some guy kicks the front door into my house to rob me or harm my family? And is it my expectation that if I call the police, they should ride their bicycle over to my house? I mean, Jesus, if the Black Lives Matter movement, which is valid and I support, but if this group of people don't think there should be police cars or vehicles attached to law enforcement, holy shit, I mean, what? I cannot believe that this is even getting on my radar. What's even more sad is that Bill Ford himself, the great-great-grandson, great-great-great-grandson of Henry Ford, has to tiptoe around this issue. And that the Ford Motor Company now should feel guilty about building a pretty decent vehicle that has been very effective for law enforcement and just being transportation. Remember, these guys need to, and girls and, and female officers, they need to get around. It's just, you know, it's going to be the tipping point because at some point all this stuff is going to backlash. We still need infrastructure. And let me tell you something. I'll say it again for the third time in four minutes. I think Black Lives Matter. I support peaceful and consistent protest, standing up for, and holding accountable any entity, including police forces, everywhere, to change what I believe are systemic racist behaviors that occur. But at some point, the focus, as it does so often, gets tweaked and starts to get just fucking stupid. And that's what's happened here. When we start blaming Ford for building, that's just nuts. That's just nuts. You're going to paint Ford as being the bad guy? So who then, what, Ford is backed into this awful position now. Well, we don't want to be part of the problem. Well, you're not really part of the problem, but you're being accused of part of the problem. Well, so we're going to stop building police cars. Well, let me tell you something. Somebody's got to fill, what do you, what do you expect to buy used, like 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 a used Nissan with 200,000 miles? I mean, oh my gosh. It just, as a practical matter, it's just, Freaking unbelievable that this is even a thing. And yet it is. Oh. I want to apologize to um, my friends in the automotive industry. Although I don't have many left because I'm pretty 
tough on them, typically. Tesla, you know I don't like them. You know I don't think they're a real car company. Never have, never will. I think they're a battery company. I think Tesla is an electrical battery company. Their primary focus is to build batteries for whatever. Cell phones, houses. They're not a car company. They've never been a car company. If it weren't for the fact that Tesla didn't constantly use venture capital and uh, high stock valuations, Tesla stock is worthless. I wouldn't wipe my butt with that stock. It's so overvalued. More evidence that supports that is out. Elon Musk is insane. He's the P.T. Barnum of the automotive industry here uh, in, in, in the world. He's running a sideshow called Tesla Motors. Don't ever believe him. Don't ever believe a thing. He says nobody's ever sold anything that hard that sucks so much until the you know traveling carnival came to town, which is the company that he runs, Tesla Motors. J.D. Power releasing their survey this week of the most and least reliable vehicles. Let me go dark as I always do and start with the least reliable. Tesla. That's right. You heard it right. J.D. Power is saying this week that the Tesla, that any Tesla, for every 250 built, I'm sorry, for every, strike that, for every 100 Teslas sold, 250 problems appear within 90 days that have to go back to the dealer. That put them at the bottom of the list as far as 90-day fit and finish reliability surveys. That's insane. That's so insane. I, I mean, I can't believe that this, this, this story slipped through the cracks. It didn't get by me. Particularly problematic for Tesla is the Model Y. That's their new SUV. Listen to these primary complaints. This is not coming from me. This is coming from J.D. Power. Defective paint, misfitting interior, trim and faulty rear seats. One report that claims the rear seats in their Tesla had not been bolted into place. Had not even been bolted down. And somehow that car made it out of the factory and was sold and delivered to a customer. Oh, sorry there, man. We forgot to bolt down the damn seats. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Tesla's refusing to comment on the J.D. Power report. It's not a real car company, folks. I'm telling you. You freaking cheddarheads. I, I mean, you guys running out. You want to be part of a cult? Be part of a cult. What do I care? Just don't buy a Tesla. I'm serious. It's a joke. It's always been a joke. Number one, the, the, the bottom of the list, zero, last, last in overall quality. Stunning also in the same release of J.D. Powers, who came in number one. This shocked me. The Tesla ranking did not shock me. The number one ranked car for quality in the first 90 days, Dodge. Holy crap, you know the world's upside down. It's like I'm living some crazy dream. Cue the music when we come back. Um, <laughs> I said, <laughs> when, when, when the new, when, in the new world, when Tesla is, the, uh, is, is last and, and, and you want it to be the best and, um, and Dodge is first, we are, we are in um, 
we're in uh, crazy, crazy times. Um, <laughs> why not a little share? Um, don't go anywhere. We've got model music, and uh, we're going to talk about auto shows. The very thing that made me famous, which may be my ultimate undoing. You're listening to the number one automotive podcast in America. This is The Cars Our Show. I'm Doug Browner. Hey, I'm Doug Browner. For more than 35 years, I have made it my number one mission in life to bring awareness in the automotive world about quality and about reliability and about value. And every single day, it's what we still do here in Northern California at the Carzar Auto Repair. With two locations in Citrus Heights and in Sacramento on El Camino Avenue, the Carzar Auto Repair, well, we do things the way they used to be done. We do them with high value at the lowest cost and highest possible quality. We never charge for looking to look at your car to pop the hood. You don't need an appointment. And our entire team, from our managers to our service writers to our mechanics, are dedicated and rededicate themselves, especially these days, to a safe encounter, to touchless interaction, to high-quality repair and maintenance. We know that you're going through a lot, and we're here, as we have been, for more than three decades to help. The Cars Are Auto Repair. Visit us at facebook.com slash thecarsar, or go to our website. It's got a lot of stuff on it, including some good deals, and that's thecarsar.com. The cars are. It's made, it's my life's work. I take it seriously, and you have my promise. Not only will we become your mechanics, you'll want others to, that you know to have us be theirs as well. The cars are. Sacramento on Citrus Heights. Hey, welcome back to the Cars Are podcast. We wanted to end today's episode on um, an announcement out of Frankfurt. Frankfurt, Germany. Why not do some um, German news? When I was young, much, much younger, God damn, getting old. It was, I remember getting a call from my then boss. And he said to me, hey, can you, I literally, this, this literally happened. I'm not bragging. He said, can we be in, in southern France? Uh, by the end of the week, and then drive um, a Mini Cooper for a day or two, review it, and then fly to Frankfurt, Germany, and meet me at the Frankfurt Auto Show. This was a real story. Now, you guys got to remember where I'm from. I'm a single, I'm, I'm, I'm the product of a single uh, mother home in, just north of the Bronx in New York. I mean, I grew up with nothing. I mean, it, you know, these kind of calls are like crazy. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, I'll go. And, um, and I did, and it was an amazing experience. And, and, and the Frankfurt Auto Show was something like I had never seen. Biggest auto show in the world. Frankfurt Auto Show is so big. Not only do they, did they show cars at its heyday, but they had buses that were customed out. They had helicopters, motorcycles. It was just, I was there for a week, and I didn't see everything. Well, the Frankfurt Auto Show announcing that it will now end its... Um, well, it'll, it'll go away. It's going to dissolve. Um, I get it. I think it's the right decision, but I mourn the passing. And I will tell you this, that it'll have a ripple effect. I predict, predict in the next couple of years in the New York, Chicago, L.A., 
uh, Detroit, uh, even the Sacramento Auto Show will become so poorly attended that you'll see automakers starting to uh, and continuing to pull out. Auto shows are very expensive to put on, and floor traffic to auto shows over the last few years has continued to diminish uh, significantly and uh, at a high cost to the uh, automakers. So they're spending more than ever, getting fewer visits, and that's because of digital. You don't really need uh, to go to an auto show to see what's new, right? You can look at it on your phone. Um, it's the same way that movie theaters are, are struggling or any communal experience that we all used to have. We don't need to go somewhere to see anything. We can have it pop up on our device, and that, that just makes sense. And you can mourn all you want. It's sad for me, too, but it is the reality of where and how we're living right now. Um, but to see Frankfurt... Uh, and Geneva, his auto show, Paris auto show, all auto shows I've been to. I've traveled the world, Tokyo. Um, they're fond memories. They're great memories. But like old grandpa, you know, probably would wax on about his old memories. They really didn't mean much to anybody else but grandpa. Same thing holds true for me. So I won't bore you with the glory days of the auto show other than to tell you that I am very fortunate to have had those memories. And I am very, very blessed to have worked for people who allowed me to travel all over the world. Um, in search of uh, the latest and greatest in automotive uh, technology and design and, and the business itself, which I've long reported on, that doesn't end. And it still comes to you via um, our website, our podcasts, and our videos, which all can be found on thecarsar.com and facebook.com slash thecarsar. Um, sorry to see you go, Frankfurt. Um I'm still, uh, my last name is still Browner, so it'll, uh, you'll always hold a uh, soft place in my heart. Cue the music. Is it shared today? Um, yeah, why? Who knows why? It doesn't matter. I'm Doug Browner. This is the number one uh, automotive podcast in the world, actually. How do we know that? Well, we don't. We just made it up. Uh, stay tuned for weekly episodes. We try to keep it simple, try to keep it tight. If you have a response, you want me to address your concerns or your questions, please. Facebook.com slash thecarsar, or again, visit our website at thecarsar.com. I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, drive safe, safely and, uh, hey, put a mask on. It's the law. You keep pushing me aside. The preceding is a copyright of the Carsar Incorporated.